What if you almost got everything you thought you wanted and then lost it? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Ann Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Deanna Miller, who was on our previous show who spent most of her young life believing she was supposed to be born a man and then lost her relationship with another woman in her pursuit of her dreams. I think that a lot of people can relate to relationships and we have this idea of what things are going to be like and how they'll turn out. And then when we get it and we lose it, it's like, wow, that's what I wanted, but it's gone now. Mm. And I don't know if that was the right thing or not. I think it's very sad when, you know, you're reaching for something that you've always dreamed of you think you've attained it and the next day it's gone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And it's hard because a lot of my life I've lived like that. I've lived, you know, trying to make something happen and it would never happen. Darn it. I hated it so much. Anything in anything in my life, success, popularity, whatever it is, I couldn't make it happen. Mm. But I discovered a spiritual concept. The Bible says in Luke 17, 33, it says, whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. Mm. And what I realized is when I stopped seeking for whatever I wanted, and I started seeking Jesus, and that's when I came to know Christ, wow, a radical change happened. And all those things that I dreamed about just kind of came to me. So my life would be okay with or without it. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? mm -hmm. And so it was very different. I was no longer able to be disappointed. And that's the key is seeking Jesus because he fulfills all of our heart's desires and needs. And we're going to hear how that happened for Deanna Miller right here after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Deanna Miller, and she was on our previous show with us sharing how she grew up very angry, and she believed she should have been born a male. She started to cross-dress later on in life after meeting a woman that she was attracted to. There was a mutual attraction. They started dating, and she eventually proposed. They were on their way to marriage, and eventually the bottom fell out, and we're going to find out about that. Let's welcome to the show, Deanna. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Yes. So I understand that this confusion continued in your life as far as knowing your identity and who you were, but you did your best to be a man. And at that time in your life, doctors weren't just giving you hormone pills. So you tried to deepen your voice. You got some pills from your girlfriend that helped a little bit. And at work, they thought you pulled it off pretty well. Your family disowned you. Tell me a little bit about how the relationship was going and what you were feeling toward this person. Well, everything was going well. The problem was my girlfriend really wanted a family. And obviously that wasn't going to happen very easily for us. Right. And with all the resistance I was getting from the medical community, that was adding stress to our relationship. So she eventually was like, I can't do this. She actually used the words, you're not what I want anymore. And picked up and moved back to where her family was. But neither one of us were really committed to a breakup. We still saw each other one to two weekends a month. And we'd actually been doing that for about a year. And we met in Kansas City for a weekend. And we went to a church service on a Sunday. 
And I don't know what happened to her in that service, but she turned to me and she said, we're done. Uh-huh. And I knew we were done. There wasn't going to be any more weekends or, you know, we were done. Something happened in her. Wow. So we had one of our true storms in Missouri and I had to drive what normally would be a four hour drive from Kansas City to St. Louis, but the roads were slick and it was terrible. And my desire to commit suicide, you know, reared its ugly head because I didn't see any future now. Mm. You know, that was more from the breakup probably than anything, but there was something that just kept me going and kept me going until I got home. And because things had gotten so rocky with her, I had thought maybe if I went to church, I could keep our relationship together. Mm. Now, you were atheist before you met her. And then when you started dating, you kind of became like agnostic. So I assume that you were going to church for her when this whole breakup happened. It was definitely for her. (laughs) I didn't expect to get anything out of it. You know, I just thought I'd go, you know, sit on the pew, tell her I'd been there, you know, and can't say I got anything out of my first couple times to church, you know, but I did fill out a card and (laughs) there was a guy at the church that called me and said, hey, do you want to come join our small group where we really discuss the Bible and stuff? And him and I forged a phone relationship. I never went to the small group. We just talked on the phone. Well, whenever he called me and he started, you know, telling me about Jesus and how much he loved me and every conversation he would end with, are you ready to accept Jesus? And I'd say, you know what, Mark, not tonight. (laughs) And that's how I ended every call with him. Mm. But that night when I got back to St. Louis, I called him and he's like, well, why don't you come over to my apartment and, you know, tell me what's going on? Because obviously I was very emotionally upset. So I got to his apartment about 1030 on a Sunday night and told him my woes. And he looked at me and he said, are you ready to accept Jesus? And I sat back in the chair I was in and I did that inventory. My life's going nowhere. I've tried everything I can think of. This guy's persistent that I accept this Jesus, who to me was really still just a character in a book. Mm. So after a couple of minutes, I just looked up at him and just said, okay, why not? Mm. So he prayed with me and I have never experienced a peace like that in my entire life. Mm. All my anxieties calmed, everything that was just going around me, the whirlwind just settled. Mm. And somehow or another, I just knew everything was going to be okay. Don't know how I knew that. I just knew for the first time in my life, everything was going to be okay. Mm. That's so powerful. And you received Jesus and things really started to change for you dramatically. Tell me how everything, your identity changed. It was like you weren't even planning it. You went to church for a girl thinking she would want to be with you, but God had a different plan for you. Yeah. So I shared with Mark before I even left his apartment what was going on with me. I said, you know, I was really born a woman and I've been living as a man for the last five to six years. (sighs) And he went over to a bookshelf and he grabbed a Bible and he said, I can't tell you what to do. You need to pray and ask God what you should do. And considering all the difficulties that anybody that are ex-LGBT were having in the church at that time, it's absolutely amazing that that's how he treated me, Mm. you know, and he didn't give his two cents. He was compassionate and just said, you go figure out what God wants you to do. And 
you know, I kind of laugh because I'm like, I've never prayed in my life and you want me to go pray and ask God what I should do. <laughs> so three days later, I'm sitting in an office by myself at work and I just say, God, do you want me to go back to being a woman? And I heard a yes. And I stood up off the chair I was in and I walked down to my boss's office and said, I have to resign my job. Because in my mind, that was the easiest way to, you know, detransition, you know, to get my name changed back, give my hair time to grow out and go buy a new wardrobe. You know, that was all I knew to do for myself. So that began the walk to detransition. And fortunately, my boss didn't accept my resignation because that paycheck was nice. Wow. What would you say to someone today? I mean, because honestly, everyone has this thing where they feel like there's more freedom now to be the sex that you feel like you are versus what you're actually born. Could you speak to that a little bit to the audience for just somebody who's listening out there, maybe who either feels that way? Like now your experience, you've experienced this. What would you say? You know, the thing that I always say is your feelings are going to lie to you. Mm. They're going to deceive you. And if you live your life by how you're feeling, You know, let's face it, I don't have those feelings anymore, but if I get led by my feelings, they're usually going to take me somewhere I don't want to go. Or shouldn't be, right? Yeah. I mean, I always felt like I didn't believe in God, but I would say God made a mistake. Well, we know he doesn't make mistakes. So if you were born one gender and you want to become the other, I think you need to just be quiet before God. And I always say, why shouldn't be the question? But in that case, you know, just say, help me understand. Mm, Help me instead of why. Yeah. Help me to understand. Help me, you know, enlighten me. Help me see what I'm not seeing. Because there's so much more to our stories than what we can see. Mm -hmm. The question arises naturally from what you just said. Are you happier now that you've kind of surrendered to being a woman versus when you're trying to be a man? Are you truly happier now? There's no comparison to how much happier I am today. Wow. You know, you can say, oh, that's great. And, you know, I never got married. I've never had kids, but I couldn't be happier. Mm -hmm. I'm content. I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings, (laughs) you know, and that's just not who I was back when I was trying to become a man. That's so good. And there are people listening right now who are struggling and maybe some who don't believe in God, but maybe those who do and think God hates them because they're struggling in their heart or their thoughts. What's something simple you would say to those people who are hurting or going through a hard time? You know, I didn't believe God existed, but the one thing I've learned is No one understood me, but God understood me. He understood why I did the things I did, you know, because of what happened to me. And his forgiveness is real. He doesn't hold it against me. He loves me. He loved me back then, and he loves me right now the same. Amen. That's so powerful. Well, we're going to pray for those who are listening. Thank you so much, Deanna, for sharing your testimony with us. You know, what really sticks out to me in this testimony is that you know, even though something happened when she received Christ, she didn't have that change just happen. And I think there's so many, even who are listening right now, you're going through something in life, you've wanted to change, but you're having a difficult time changing. What really stuck out to me is when she really got serious and you said, God, make me the person you want me to be. Not me do it. God, you do it. And that's when something changed. I'm sensing there's someone right now who needs that type of prayer. Jesus, we can't change ourselves. Only you change us to who you want us to be. 
Jesus, we receive that power. We believe in you, Mm -hmm. and we ask to follow you the rest of our days. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.